Greetings, listeners in Listenerland. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the Gateway City to what's going on locally, regionally, nationally, internationally, and galactically. Wow. We're going to talk about the city of Kirkwood and a walk-through history, and you can do some walk-through tours. And we have Kathy Schrank is in studio. Kathy, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Hi, thanks for having me. There's this unspoken, spoken rivalry between Webster Groves and Kirkwood. I find it spoken quite a bit. (laughs) Especially around Thanksgiving time. Right. Uh, The turkey bowl game? Is that what you're talking about? And that happens. And uh, Kathy is a long-time lover of the outdoors, and when did you get that? Would you get that as a kid growing up? I didn't, actually. My family growing up up in northern Illinois wasn't very outdoorsy, but after I got married in 1999, my husband and I moved to the Bay Area in California, and the weather is always beautiful, and there's lots and lots of things to do outdoors, biking and hiking and camping, and so that's really when I got into that. So in my early 20s, and now I'm a little bit older than that, so... It's been a long time that I've been really into hiking and biking and so here's backpacking. The big, here's the big question now that you mentioned backpacking. Mm-hmm. Hiking, backpacking, or biking? Which one rises to the top? Oh, my goodness. And I get to do biking more than anything else, but I really love backpacking. Okay. Being out in the under the stars and carrying all my stuff and just being way out there where you can't drive a car. And Is that camping then? Yeah, it's when you you have your tent and you Mm -hmm. have your sleeping Mm -hmm. bag and food and cooking supplies and you just hike out. The Ozark Trail is a really good place to do that. Which one was it? The Ozark Trail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you actually put everything on the back, like your tent and all everything. So how much does that pack usually weigh? It usually, probably with food, it's 25 to 30 pounds. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Um, as a scout, we go through the mountains of New Mexico for two weeks, and we put everything on our back. Mm -hmm. We're cutting bars of soap in half to try to lighten the load. Mm -hmm. We're doing everything we can, turn our underwear inside out instead of bringing an extra pair. (laughs) How heavy are those packs? They get up to about 40, 45 pounds. That's why I was asking, because it it takes a special frame, I think, doesn't it, for that backpack to carry it, yeah. Yeah, my son does a lot of backpacking as well. Mm. He really got into it, one of my sons. And he's actually going to, he's a senior now at Kirkwood High School. He's going to take a gap year after high school and through hike the Pacific Cross Trail. Wow. Which is 2,650 miles. And where does that go start and stop? It starts in Southern California at the Mexico border, and okay. it goes north to the Canadian border. Kind of like the Appalachian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar. The Appalachian Trail. Right, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Have you done that one? Not the whole, not the whole thing. Okay. No. We've done lots of trips together of like 50 miles. So all of this hiking and biking and walking got you into, oh, gee, my hometown has a lot of this stuff going on. Was that the impetus yeah. behind that? I started out when we moved to the St. Louis area about nine years ago. I was really pleasantly surprised to find so many great places to hike. And I have three kids, and they were pretty little at the time. And so I had the idea to write a book called Best Hikes with Kids St. Louis. Right. Um, that was part of a series put out by a West Coast publishing company called Mountaineers Books. And that came out in 2018. And then uh, a couple years after that, Reedy Press asked me to write a book about the Katy Trail. Right. Um, and that was really a natural uh, progression for me. I've been biking my whole life. When I grew up in northern Illinois, my aunt and uncle would take me biking on rail trails all the time. 
And so the Katy Trail and doing a book all about that really incredible longest real trail in the country was really a good fit for me. It is the longest trail mm-hmm. like that. And you have a journalism background. I do, yeah. I, I started out up near Chicago when I was a college student and a college graduate, and I worked at newspapers there. I worked at some newspapers in the Bay Area. And so after I had kids, I wasn't working full-time as a reporter, but I continued doing lots of freelance work. Very cool. And this is a great freelance book. Yeah. So let's go through this a mm-hmm. little bit. For those of you who are wondering, we we walk through, if you're taking, you have six walks, and you have stops along the way, and what you give are some visuals with some photographs, but you mm-hmm. give some historical background of what's going on. You include right. the Mitchum Park area, mm-hmm. you include a lot of parks and some other things. And I guess one of the things that, as I was looking through the book, is that I didn't know that there were two historic black cemeteries. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Father Dixon Cemetery mm-hmm. here on, on the show before. Mm-hmm. But the other black cemetery, I had no clue about. Why don't you talk about that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, Quinnett Cemetery, it's on Old Big Bend Road in Kirkwood, just to the east of Interstate 270 and Big Bend Road. And that's been preserved as a park. Volunteers have worked to find the burial sites in that cemetery. They've put in some new stones in the last several years and really made it a place for remembrance and a really important part of the history of Kirkwood. And volunteers have to keep that up, just like Father Dixon Cemetery. Right. And there's, they have, get some support from the city as well. Something that it's great, and we've talked about this, that if maybe you have a Boy Scout or a Scout group, Maybe you have a church group. Maybe oh, yeah. there's a school group mm-hmm. to contact those particular cemeteries and say, hey, we're going to have a work day. Maybe a business right. is out there. They want to have a special project. Those are good things sure. to do there. And Kirkwood was designed around the railroad. Correct. It was laid out that way around the railroad. Correct. And one of the big things about the railroad, which I think people know, is the train station there. But there was a train wreck just west of Kirkwood. I had no no knowledge of. What was that all about? So that was in the, sorry, I'm blinking right now. My hard drive spins <laughs> Merrimack, like that too. Merrimack Highlands area, the Merrimack Highlands neighborhood. That was founded in the 1890s as a, a resort. So a place for folks from the city to come out just for the day or for a long extended stay. Um, at one time at the height of the resort, there were nine trains a day. Wow. Coming into that train station, uh, it's called the Frisco Station, and it's a it's been restored recently. It's a private home now. It's a beautiful home out there, just as you said, west of 270. And there's mm. lots of other uh, historic cottages that are in that neighborhood too. They were mm. all they kind of looks like just a Victorian village. It's really beautiful. It's just off of Big Bend Road, and I didn't know about this neighborhood until I started researching this book. I've driven past it. Uh, dozens of times. And it's really interesting. There was a hotel that was on that property that burned down in the 30s, I believe. But you can still go and see the site. You can see the store. That's a private home now that would serve the folks at the hotel and at the cottages. But yeah, there was a big train wreck that people came all around to to watch the aftermath of that. And that just east, just west of 270, where the train tracks cross and just west of a decoastering park where there's there was a quarry that they got a lot of the material to build the foundations and whatnot for that Merrimack Highlands. And you can now go there and climb around on the boulders and the remnants of that. It's that's a, a 
I believe a city county park as well. The qu- the quarry is yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I had no clue about the quarry being uh-uh. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. It's if you d- go down Marshall Road just off of Big Bend, you'll go past that. It's a little bit hidden, but you'll see it mm. if you look for it. There's a little parking lot and a sign, and you can go down into that quarry and mm. explore around. Because Kirkwood back in the day, after it, at its founding, was very similar to Webster. It was mm. homes for people who lived in the city. They would sure. come out here for the summertime to escape the heat. And sure. get away and yeah. things like that. Kirkwood was found was founded as a commuter community. So the idea was okay. that people li- working in the city would live in Kirkwood and take the train. So it really was all based on where the train went. And that's how Kirkwood got its name. The engineer that plotted out the train tracks and decided exactly where they would go was James Kirkwood. Interesting. And so that's how wow. that's how the town got its name. Didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. And then the Kirkwood Association was founded shortly after that in the 1850s. And so then that's when the streets were all plotted out. As you can tell if you look at overhead or if you're just in Kirkwood, everything radiates out from the train station. Interesting. Wow. I never that that I always thought we got Maplewood, Kirkwood. Mm-hmm. We got so many woods and <laughs> The St. Louis area. I just thought it was another thing. I didn't know mm-hmm. Brentwood. Yeah. Brentwood. I didn't think it was somebody's actual name. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah. I. Who knew? Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. And I love this. There's a drawing mm-hmm. in the book that says, and this is funny. This is actually funny but with this Webster Kirkwood <laughs> rivalry. Really? That <laughs> the, yeah. The main street in Kirkwood was called Webster Avenue back in the day, <laughs> and they changed it to Kirkwood Road. Which oh. and there was some <laughs> sore losers. Some, well, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> was named Lindbergh, and then they didn't right. want it named Lindbergh because right. his association or alleged association as a communist. Oh, right. So they changed it to Kirkwood Road. That's why Lindbergh is changed is named Kirkwood Road through Kirkwood. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Where was Webster then? When was it Webster Avenue? This says. Now you said it was. This is 19. 19- 14. Okay. Wow. That's a long... Yeah. This is a lot of research to go through. You mm-hmm. went down the Historical Society, and I'm sure, sure. Kirkwood's Historical Society, pulling this thing oh, out. Oh, yeah. Muds Grove, the Historical Society, they're on Argonne. They have a beautiful historic house, and they have mm. so much information. You just... It's overwhelming, but they, I think they have every Kirkwood High School yearbook ever. Probably a lot of the other schools in Kirkwood, similar. They have the, all the yearbooks. They have binders for every historic neighborhood, historic district officially designated in the city. And you can go there. If your house is in a historic district, they will have like a whole page about your house, just wow. every single house. They have Crazy. the history all the way back. Yeah, I learned stuff about my house in Kirkwood that I didn't know before doing cool. research for this book. Was it good or bad? It's, it's interesting. No, it's interesting. Yeah, there's It's ongoing, this push-pull between new development and preserving old houses. And I moved into my house in 2013. It was built in 2006, and it's one of those newer Lewis homes that are popping, continue to pop up everywhere. And there was some controversy when before the house we live in now was built about the house that was there before. It was, mm. I think, from the 1920s. And a lot of people wanted to see it preserved. Mm. And they ended up losing out, and the big new house got built there. And we're, But we're right next to one of the oldest houses in the in the in the neighborhood, in the city, it's being renovated right now. And there's houses all up and down our street on Argonne that have their plaques out front saying how old, when they were built. Right. And there's a lot of pride in that. And a lot of folks go to a lot of effort to restore 
those old houses. So it's an ongoing issue and continues to be debated in Kirkwood. How did you parse through all of the areas and then decide upon these six that you wanted and then the Mm -hmm. individual stops along the way? How did you do that? I just tried to gather as much information as I could. I went in with some ideas about which neighborhoods I really wanted to focus on, like Meacham Park. That was getting that black history in there Mm -hmm. was really important to me. And then I, you know, kind of based it around just things I was interested in and some of the historic districts that are in Kirkwood. I didn't even cover all of them. There's some that I didn't even really touch on because there's so many. Right. But just things I was interested in, like on the cover here, there's the the, tip, the top, topsy-turvy house right. on Sappington. It's not actually in Kirkwood. It's in Oakland, but it's so close and so close to things that are Kirkwood. It's an easily recognizable. It really is, yeah. Location. Yeah, exactly. And that neighborhood is really neat and has a neat history. Makes me wonder what the floors are. In, I'm sure they're flat, but yeah, I haven't been inside that house. But my understanding is that that room that is on that angle, like mm-hmm. that, the, the floor is flat, obviously, but the walls are at an angle. They had to get custom furniture. Really? Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. And then right behind that house, there's a really beautiful park called Minturn Park that has rain gardens and wildflower butterfly gardens and a gorgeous pedestrian bridge. I was going to say that's where the bridge is. Yes, wow. yes, yeah. yeah. And it's just a really I'm partial to that area. That's where I it's pretty close to my neighborhood. It's where I walk my dog a lot, and it's just really lovely. And is that a new bridge or is that old? Oh gosh, did they just um, replace that? I'm not sure. It's been there. No, it's been there for at least. It's been there as long as I've lived there. So since 2013, at least. I think it's older than that. Probably about 20 years. And another, there's lots of parks that you mentioned in Mm -hmm. Negger Park. Mm -hmm. I didn't know was the Lemp family was with their farm or something. It was one of the Lemp children's estates, and it was used for that. And it was also used for some. I think exotic animals were stored there by or kept there by the zoo, (laughs) the St. Louis Zoo. And now it's hiking, and it's a really important open space. For Kirkwood, it's very close by. It's easy to get to, and so people really enjoy that that outdoor. You've got that park. There's Laumeier Park sculpture mm-hmm. park. Yeah, Laumeier is so incredible. It's this world class outdoor sculpture park, and it's right here in Kirkwood. It's really amazing. When you mentioned about how Kirkwood was a commuter community, taking what a novel idea. <laughs> and I've often wondered, having lived here in Webster, and you see the yeah. passenger trains mm-hmm. go by. Why aren't we not? Doing that Pushing again? that. Right, I right. I don't, that's a good yeah. question. Amtrak is a great resource. And in Kirkwood, probably a lot of people know this, but it's worth mentioning that that train station that is the symbol of Kirkwood, it's on the city logo, it's mm-hmm. on the front of my book, it was going to close down in right. about 20 years ago. And Amtrak just didn't have the money to keep running it. They weren't going to have any stops between St. Louis and Washington, Missouri. Volunteers were not going to stand for that. And they rallied. And uh, ever since then, it's the reason that Amtrak stops in Kirkwood is because of volunteers. So I think that's pretty incredible. And you can catch the train there and go to Mm -hmm. Kansas City or Washington or Jeff City. Herman, go out to the wine country for the day and come come back back on the train. Don't have to drive. Yeah. Or or go downtown. You can go downtown. You could, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, another question that I've had about this is mm-hmm. this, and you mentioned it a little earlier in our interview, was about the Merrimack Highlands. Mm-hmm. How highways, mm-hmm. s- staying with this transportation theme, mm-hmm. have, while we have this love affair with 
the V8 engine or the mm-hmm. V6 or the V4 or the slant six or whatever you want to, <laughs> wow. with cars, wow. that <laughs> what they've done to communities and how they've mm-hmm. cut communities up, right. 44 in Webster, 270 in, right. in Kirkwood. Right. And that community about, uh, what, was it like, I don't want to say this as a suburb or was it a mm-hmm. section, historic mm-hmm. section of Kirkwood, or was it like its own little community? with what was going on back in the day. It was its own community. It was not incorporated. I don't know when it was incorporated, but when it was the resort, it was not incorporated. In fact, it was part of the county, and people in Kirkwood proper got real agitated when they got a license to sell liquor at the at the resort. So, boom, boom. Yeah, right yeah. On. There's lots of shenanigans going on. In, shenanigans. In the, shenanigans, it. yes. Okay. During Prohibition as well. It's like an Irish deal, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a happening place back in the day. But yeah, when the freeway went through in the 50s, it was definitely cut, really cut it off from Kirkwood and cut that neighborhood in two. Because the Black Cemetery, Quinnette Cemetery, was part of that neighborhood. The quarry was part of that neighborhood that now is a park, decoastering Park. It really made a, a big impact on that neighborhood. And 44, as you mentioned, too, that really affected the Meacham Park neighborhood right. uh, in, Kirk, in Kirkwood, which was incorporated in the 90s, which a lot of people probably remember that was a big controversy and has continued to be a big issue for Kirkwood. Pretty much destroyed that community. And then the Walmart Target Kirkwood Commons project. Right, added to that. Yeah. And there were some homes built, as my words, pacification. Mm -hmm. And what I think what's fortunate is the school, Turner School, was spared. Right. And the school district now, that's where their administration office is. Right, right. That is a really important historic landmark. Right, it is. uh, perhaps the oldest historically black high school west of the Mississippi. Right, because the one that used to be right up the street here was knocked down. Right, right. And And the one in central Kirkwood that they had to walk to, they had to walk two miles to the black school before uh, desegregation. So that now, now you yeah. have a book signing coming up also October fifteenth. Is that correct? Where's that going that's, to be? So that's actually I'm going to be leading a walk. No, oh. you can sign up for that on my website kirkwoodhistorybook.com or kathyshrink.com. Either one of those will take you to the sign up. Kathy with a K. With a K. Yeah. Kathy at Schrank, S-C-H-R-E-N-K dot com. You can sign up to join me on a guided walk. It's going to be $5 per person, $10 per family, and it's going to raise money for a Kirkwood Nutrition on the Weekends, which provides food to families that have food insecurity in the Kirkwood School District. Okay, and so what are you going to do? And So we're going to start at Kirkwood Park. We're going to check out the historic cemetery that's affiliated with St. Peter's Church right next to the Kirkwood Park and the, that water aquatic park there mm-hmm. in the in Kirkwood Park. That cemetery is nearly 190 years old, and uh, we're going to start there. We're going to walk through Kirkwood Park a little bit. We'll walk past Geyer Inn, which is a really fun watering hole in Kirkwood that's right. been there for a long time. <laughs> Almost went out of business for a while. Right, right. right. And then it was revi- <laughs> revived, I believe, by a former a blues player. Right. Correct. And then we'll head down Argonne toward downtown, and we'll see Muds Grove, and then we'll head down toward the train station and see those areas there, and then walk back. So it's about a two-mile walk. It's for all ages. Anybody can do it, and uh, like I said, it'll raise money for Kirkwood now. And you will point out some historic exactly. things along the way. Yeah. Give a little dialogue. Right. You don't have to have a little headset on or No, anything. I'll be doing all the talk, and people can ask questions, and we can tailor it to the interests of the folks that are on the walk. So hopefully we'll get a good turnout for that. And bring your water. Sounds like a yeah. lot of fun. Hat yeah. and water. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kathy, thanks for coming in. This was fun. Of this was Thank a lot of good information. Me. So, folks, you can go to kathyshrank.com to get more information about that particular walk that she's talking about and also to get information on her book, Kirkwood, A Walk Through History, or you can go to Reedy Press and find that there. Great information. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. Take time to look at the show notes on the website for everything that was mentioned on this episode. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.